Welcome, I'm Cliff Hedges. This is Pastor Cliff's Notes. This is a podcast where we're studying the Bible. We're working our way through the Gospel of Mark. Today is episode 998, and we're looking at Mark chapter 14, verses 53 through 65. Let's read the passage. They led Jesus away to the high priest, and all the chief priests, the elders, and the scribes assembled. Peter followed him at a distance, right into the high priest's courtyard. He was sitting with the servants, warming himself by the fire. The chief priests and the whole Sanhedrin were looking for testimony against Jesus to put him to death. They could not find any, for many were giving false testimony against him, and the testimonies did not agree. Some stood up and gave false testimony against him, stating, We heard him say, I will destroy this temple made with human hands, and in three days I will build another not made by hands. Yet their testimony did not agree even on this. Then the high priest stood up before them all and questioned Jesus. Don't you have an answer to what these men are testifying against you? But he kept silent and did not answer. Again the high priest questioned him, Are you the Messiah, the Son of the Blessed One? I am, said Jesus. And you will see the Son of Man seated at the right hand of power and coming with the clouds of heaven. Then the high priest tore his robes and said, Why do we still need witnesses? You have heard the blasphemy. What is your decision? They all condemned him as deserving death. Then some began to spit on him, to blindfold him, and to beat him, saying, Prophesy! The temple servants also took him and slapped him. This is the Gospel of Mark. Mark is giving us this Gospel, this account of the ministry of Jesus. We're now toward the end of his gospel, and they are in Jerusalem the final week. And they've got the Thursday evening of this final week where they gathered for the Passover meal, the Last Supper. Jesus announced to his disciples that one of them would betray him. Then they had the Passover meal. We saw the Lord's Supper within the context of the Passover meal. They left, went to the Mount of Olives. On the way, Jesus predicted that they would all fall away. Then he had a period of prayer in the garden, and then Judas, with this armed group from the Sanhedrin, came and arrested Jesus. All of the disciples fled. So we pick it up now in Mark 14, verse 53. They led Jesus away to the high priest, and all the chief priests, the elders, and the scribes assembled. Now, Mark condenses the whole trial narrative. If you look at all four of the Gospels together, you get a, a better picture of what went on with this trial of Jesus. And Mark pretty much condenses it, gives some high points, doesn't really have much moving around. Now remember, the high priest was Caiaphas, but the previous high priest was his father-in-law, Annas. And Annas was still a very influential person. He called a lot of shots around the temple, around Jerusalem. And so, if we read all of the Gospels, we see they took him to a house. They don't even call it a house, but the palace of Annas, the former high priest. And Annas interrogated Jesus, asked him a lot of questions, and then he sent him to the palace of Caiaphas, the current high priest. It seemed that others were starting to get involved when Jesus was with Caiaphas, the current high priest. 
And you always get the feeling that more and more of the Sanhedrin members were trickling in during the night. And then it doesn't state it explicitly, but it seems they actually then shifted venues from the house of Caiaphas to the actual meeting place of the Sanhedrin sometime around daybreak. And that's where they formally met as the Sanhedrin and began calling witnesses. So we continue in verse 54. Peter followed him at a distance right into the high priest's courtyard. He was sitting with the servants, warming himself by the fire. Now this is the place where you have Peter's denial of Jesus. Everyone had fled. Jesus was arrested, but it seems that Peter followed then from a safe distance. Now Mark doesn't deal with Peter's denial. He'll deal with that actually next. After he finishes the trial narrative of Jesus, then he'll talk about basically the trial of Peter. Will Peter remain faithful or not? Verse 55. The chief priests and the whole Sanhedrin were looking for testimony against Jesus to put him to death, but they could not find any. For many were giving false testimony against him, and the testimonies did not agree. So to convict somebody, you have to have witnesses, you have to have testimony, and when testimonies not agreed with each other, even if you're having a kangaroo court of a trial, it's still hard to convict someone when your witnesses don't even agree with each other. Verse 57, some stood up and gave false testimony against him, stating, We heard him say, I will destroy this temple made with human hands, and in three days I will build another not made by hands. Now, in the Gospel of John, chapter 2, verse 19, Jesus said, Destroy this temple, I will raise it up again in three days. He was talking about his body. Destroy this temple as you kill me, I will come back to life, be raised from the dead three days later. That's what he meant. Now, did some people hear that, misinterpret it? Don't know, but they're saying, we heard him say this, I'll destroy this temple made with human hands, and in three days I'll build another not made by hands. Yet their testimony did not agree even on this. Convict somebody, you have to have two or three witnesses, and the witnesses have to agree. Well, it sounds like the high priest has had about enough of this, of bringing in witnesses to give false testimony. The trouble is, when you're giving false testimony, if you haven't all colluded in advance to what the testimony is going to be. It's not going to work well. Verse 60. Then the high priest stood up before them all and questioned Jesus. Don't you have an answer to what these men are testifying against you? But he kept silent and did not answer. So this is laid out in Psalm 38, verses 13, 14, and Isaiah 53, verse 7, where he was silent before his accusers. And if it's all a lot of false testimony, your best course of action is to remain silent. And that's probably why the high priest is questioning, trying to get him to say something that's going to get him in trouble. Continuing to verse 61, again the high priest questioned him, Are you the Messiah, the Son of the Blessed One? This is an interesting question. Nowhere did Jesus say, I am the Son of the Blessed One. Others had started to figure that out. Those on the Mount of Transfiguration heard God say, this is my son. Perhaps they have been telling that to others. Now, Jesus made them promise that they wouldn't tell anyone until after he had been raised from the dead. 
But go back to just what we saw with the interactions in the temple, with the parables, and it's pretty clear to us that in the parables, like with the, the wicked tenants who killed the son of the landowner, who's clearly God, is Jesus saying that he is the son of the landowner, the son of God. And there's probably a lot of other parables, a lot of other teaching where really if anybody paid attention, they could see between the lines, read between the lines and hear what Jesus is saying that, yes, he is the Messiah. Yes, he is the son of God. And so now the high priest challenges Jesus point blank. Are you the Messiah? Are you the son of the blessed one? And by that, he means the son of God. Verse 62, I am, said Jesus, and you'll see the Son of Man seated at the right hand of power and coming with the clouds of heaven. Now, a question when he says, I am, did Jesus intend this to mean Yahweh? Because that is what God said to Moses when Moses says, who will I say sent me? And God says, tell them I am sent you. The Hebrew, Yahweh. In the Greek, it's ego, I me, I am. Now, that's what Mark wrote here, I am. Is that Mark's intention to get us to understand that when Jesus said this, he was using the divine name. Well, see the reaction here, verse 63. Then the high priest tore his robes and said, Why do we still need witnesses? You've heard the blasphemy. What is your decision? They all condemned him as deserving death. So tearing your robes is a sign of intense grief or alarm. In this case, hearing blasphemy. And he says, why do we need witnesses? They don't need witnesses now because they are witnesses. They are witnesses of the offense itself. Jesus committing blasphemy in their eyes. Now question, what was the blasphemy? It's not claiming to be a Messiah. That could easily be dealt with, but that's not blasphemy to claim to be the Messiah because they were expecting a Messiah, but a human Messiah, not the Son of God as the Messiah. That's the blasphemy, claiming to be the Son of God, Son of the Blessed One, claiming to sit at the right hand of power, and the words, I am. All that together, he is claiming divinity and that is what they see as blasphemy. It says they all condemned him as deserving death. Now, when they say all, does that mean every single one of them? I don't think so, because we see Nicodemus and Joseph of Arimathea, members of the Sanhedrin, going to claim the body of Jesus later that day. They seem to be believers at that point. Were they not there at this point? Because it was daybreak, essentially, and maybe they weren't told to be there. Maybe some of the others knew where Joseph of Arimathea and Nicodemus stood, and so they weren't given a, a notice that the Sanhedrin was meeting. Or it could just be all in the term of the Sanhedrin as a whole decided. So they condemned him as deserving death. Then some began to spit on him, to blindfold him, and beat him, saying, prophesy. The temple servants also took him and slapped him. So he's a blasphemer now, and they're going to turn him over to the Roman governor to be executed. They can abuse him now as they want. So this is the trial of Jesus. 
at least for the Jewish part of it, with the Jewish leaders. And like I said, Mark condensed this, where some of it took place at the palace of Annas, the former high priest, and some at the palace of Caiaphas, the current high priest. Then it seems that they moved to the actual meeting chambers of the Sanhedrin, and they've gotten witnesses, but they've actually gotten Jesus now to say something publicly that will incriminate him, to say he is the Son of God. Problem is, he really is the Son of God, so it's not blasphemy. But in their minds, it is. He deserves death. Thanks for joining me. Join me again next time as we continue working through the Gospel of Mark.